So, um, how are you? I am good, thank you very much. How are you today? I'm not too bad. I'm, um, I'm all yogurt. You're all yogurt. I've yogurt myself. Nice. I have not yogurt myself, but I have made scones and bread. Both. Both. Yeah, well done. Well done, you. Oh, thanks. Eating bread, living my life. Yeah. Show title. This is a podcast in which two friends talk about the pleasures, absurdities, and imperfections of being human. I'm Simon Ellis. And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlifing. As a bit of follow-up, I um, received some beautiful messages from people during the week, and uh, I particularly liked um, my nieces, Ruby. She said, I love you, Simon. She just listened to um, last week's episode. And then also from Finn, my nephew, just so you know, Simon, it will never be a burden for me if you need help. <laughs> oh, that's really lovely. It is, isn't it? I, I, I similarly got some, uh, some, some people reaching out. Um, the ubiquitous Mandy and Sue. Yeah. Why are you? That's a bit unfair. I'm not sure if I were Mandy and Sue, I'd take kindly to being called ubiquitous. <laughs> really? Yeah. I think in this particular instance, I would be very, very happy to be ubiquitous. The ever faithful, ever present. Mm-hmm, top of the spreadsheet. Top of the... I mean, that they pretty much wrote the spreadsheet. As they say in Italy, numero uno. <laughs> numero uno. Yes, but they don't say it quite like that. I'm sure. No. I'm saying that with such confidence, but I've only been to Italy a handful of times. Mm. Um, That's great. That's nice. So, yeah, I... um. How's my week been? I'm, you know, pretty up and down. I'm just kind of yeah. just sort of soldiering away at work and trying not to get too um, depressed by that. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, just trying... Is there anything that you can tell us about why that was been... <laughs> why there is the potential for depression, you know? At work? At work, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to make it about me, but if I were just to make it about me... Um... Go on, why not? Okay. Why break the habit of a podcast? Okay, that's enough about you. Let's talk about me. <laughs> I got that totally wrong. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Bet Midler. Um, do you know where I'm at? Do you know where I'm at with that? No, I have no idea <laughs> why you just me. said that. That's enough about me. I'm... Let's talk about you. What do you think of me? That's bit. That's bit ah, Midler from. I think it's Mag- Magno- Magnol- St- Steel Magnolia. I can never. I always confuse it with the movie by. Bet Midler's not in Steel Magnolias. It's not. No, Bet Midler. I mean, <laughs> Dolly Parton's in Steel Magnolias. Um, Julia Roberts, Sally Field, off the top of my head, Olympia Dukakis. All of them, uh, except... They're in it, but pretty sure that Bette Midler is not in Steel Magnolias. Steel Magnolias uh, is sort of in the Deep South. It's not really a place that you'd expect to encounter Bette Midler. <laughs> She's in the First Wife's Club. She's in um, Hocus Pocus. Um, and, of course, she's in The Rose, which is an excellent 
kind of concert film from the 70s. Uh, but yeah, pretty confident that she's not in Steel Magnolia. <laughs> Okay. I might be wrong. <laughs> I saw, duck, duck, go. I'm not duck, duck, go. Check it out. I, I uh, did a quick little search then to, to see if I could find what film it was, but it's just that that thing is all over the internet. It's uh, so. I, <laughs> so I'm not going to. I might for the show notes if this makes it track down. It's provenance. Always confused with providence. Um, where was I? Oh yes, I don't want to make this about me, but um, yeah, it's just this slight feeling. That, you know, say just say if 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 uh, the university decided we gotta we gotta cut some people here, mm-hmm. which <laughs> let's face it, <laughs> it's not out of the uh, it's it's not a stretch to imagine that um, that I'd what I'd be... you mean universities cutting art subjects at the moment? Yeah, I mean, are you crazy? Not, Why would they do it's that? Not like a fairy company or anything like that, but um, oh Jesus, that is oh, no, it's in... that was that was pretty fucking brutal, wasn't it's it? Pretty intense, yeah. And then. Uh, yeah, and and I, I I came home. I'd heard about it on while I was away, and came home to Bob. And I think one of the first things I said was, "So why can we not just put sanctions against P and O and not let them park, just like the uh, the Norwegians are doing with the Russian oligarchs?" And Bob said, "I suspect it's probably because half the government have shares, <laughs> <laughs> and they won't they won't want that to happen." <sighs> yeah, greed. Um. Yeah. Was that agreed or greed? That was greed. I was just thinking greed. Yeah. It was just like pure, pure greed. What's that? Uh, I love that that Buddhist idea. I think I forget what they call them. The three something or others. But um, is that? Are you thinking about the three poisons? Thank you. Yeah, that's okay. Did you look that up, or you knew? Uh, no, I, I uh, I'm a yoga dude. Oh, you are. <laughs> These are things that people say in my earshot, <laughs> and you absorb them. Anything that you want, greed. Let's call it greed. Doesn't matter what. Uh, doesn't matter what it is that you want. Let's call it greed. Anything that you're trying to push away, hatred. <laughs> and I think the other one's delusion. Greed, hatred, delusion. Um, it's really kind of clear. I like the sort of clarity of it, the conciseness of. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, so yeah. To go back to me. Um, if... <laughs> subject normal. So, oh, ow. I was joking. Everybody knows subject normal here is dicks. <laughs> we normally cut them out though let's face it it's quite yeah it's i know a little but painful I was, I was... <laughs> under anesthetic <laughs> thank you out. dr corbett um i was reading about dicks this week which i'd like to circle back to <laughs> it's just the whole circling back to dicks <laughs> anyway anyway so actually my mother used to say anyway as a way to stop talking about something. Anyway. And then there's no, that was just like a full stop. Yeah, it was like, it's, it was a little bit like, well, people, that's how life yeah. is. But yeah. it was a little bit more, I can't talk, keep talking about that. Anyway. So I have a friend who he would go, da da da, bored now, <laughs> which is really good. So you would get a little fanfare and then the phrase bored now. And then eventually the bored now was dropped and it would just be going, da da da. That was an indication that the topic had been used up and we should move on. And he is one of the most polite human beings in the world. But that was a moment where all politesse fled from his body. Politesse, listen da, to da, da, you. Oh, now. It, um, okay. So, uh, actually just reminds me, you. I remember being in a, um, a, a, in a, 
artistic process. And um, I was the, what was I? I was like the dramaturg slash video person and um, lovely slash that one. And uh, it, I, I was working with, I think, six women. So I was the only only boy. <laughs> and uh, we used to come in and someone say, how are you? And it would, the, the how are you, the responses to the, the responses to the how are you's would just, would take a good hour to an hour and a half every morning. Like, because we, you know, things were going on in people's lives, like serious yeah. stuff, like big stuff. Mm. And uh, we realized that it was slightly dysfunctional in terms of, um, let's say, the project actually making anything. Yeah. And uh, so yeah. we devised a system which was uh, just a one to seven system. How are you? Seven. <laughs> so you, I like that. I know. I can't remember whether seven was really good or really bad, but I think I have a feeling it was really good. One being mm. very bad, and we just mm. it just became a bit of a joke, a bit of a joke. Uh, uh, I I like that. I like that a lot. I'm, I'm thinking about employing the Bristol Still Chart as a way to articulate my mood to other people. I think it's been a long time since you talked about the Bristol Still Chart. I think it's been more than a year, so I'm glad that you've circled back to that before circling back to... <laughs> circling back to dicks. But can I circle back to me? Because I haven't finished uh-huh. talking about I would be so disappointed if we didn't spend some time on you. <clears throat> There's a lot of circling back. It's a little weird. It's I, actually I, I dizzying. It's just, it, is it... For for a, for a contemporary dancer such as yourself, this is a form I would think was deeply embedded it in your body. Depends on you which way the circles it. are going. If they're to the right, just remember it's a to easier. spot. For goodness sake, Simon, you call yourself a professional. <laughs> I remember being on stage and and someone whacked my nose and I got a bleeding nose whilst trying to do all these turns and and there was blood spraying. Have we talked about this before? <laughs> I'm sure we have. I have a feeling that we have because then I said that yes. Akram Khan sweated into my mouth. <laughs> yes, he did. So just cut this because <laughs> he was spinning like a little fucker. So yeah, sorry about the blood sp- splattering on the. O- so um, I yeah, I had this feeling that if the university were to um, subjunctive, if they were to cut some people, that uh, I'd be high on the list. I'd be, I wouldn't be one of the ones that are going. Mm, mm, shall we or shouldn't we? I'd be. I reckon I would be. Yep, get rid of that dude. What What makes you feel that? I just don't think I'm. I don't think I am doing the job the university wants me to do. Okay, so this is interesting because that means you are not making a claim there that you are not good. You are not making a claim that you are not capable or even efficient, but just that what you are pursuing is not in step with what the larger institution is concerned with. Yes, I think that's how I would... I mean, it's pretty simple in the sense that... Because my job really, amongst other things, is to bring in money to the university. Yeah. And um, I have woefully failed at that. And so, yeah, I think that I do all sorts of other things, which are probably quite good. But uh, on that particular, um, let's call it, uh, what's that acronym? P, P, P. I have no idea where we're going with. Something about. um, PCP, Angel Dust. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, that's a, that's a, that's a deep trading places cut there for anybody who's, uh, who's Any worried. Any trading places cut is a deep one. Um, my name is Inga from Sweden. No. <laughs> Please to help me with my rucksack. 
I don't know. What is no, the it's a personal no, what is it? Those things and you have, you know, Oh K- PDP. I was close. No, what was it? What <laughs> PDR. No. PDR personal development review, that no. one. <laughs> no, I was no? thinking about, you know, measures, some kind of measure of um there's a Oh God. I don't know what. Yeah, you what do anyway. It's just hilarious. That, it's so hilarious that I can't remember it. Uh, that's actually my relationship with uh, acronyms uh, per se uh, in general. But um, yeah, so I think that on that measure, I am failing woefully. I'm costing the university. I'm costing the university money. Um, so yeah, I think they go. Let's save some money. <sighs> what does that? How does that make you feel? Well, not great. Hmm. A little, no, a I, little worth, a little, a little worthless. <laughs> right, because I was wondering, did it make you feel like? Because um, because it also might make you feel quite cross. Oh, in the sense that you know that you're doing a good job for the people that you work alongside of, and that you are effectively supporting. And then there is that sense that, uh, so now I'm also the, the metric by which you're being judged might frustrate you. Yeah. But then if, I, I, I yeah. I don't feel cross. Yeah, no, it's it's more more a little bit um yeah, vulnerable. Mm. Yeah, or, or, yeah. I, I'm I mean, worthless is a little strong. Like it is a little strong. Mm. Let's be clear. Mm. Um, because I've worked in universities long enough to um to know that there's some really shocking people who are shit at everything, but still seem to manage to rise to the top. <laughs> That's not what I was going to say. But <laughs> if you just let me finish, no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've, I've worked in universities long enough to know that they're, um, you know, the, the, the sort of bureaucratic aspects are pretty intense, and and the, it's it, it's very easy to get caught up in. Uh, it would be, or it is, or was very easy to get caught up in those things, and for them to become sort of, or to sort of dominate your perception of what the hell's going on. And yeah. so, you know, I got reasonably good at not doing that. But yeah, I just have that slight feeling that, um, yeah, it just it feels uh, difficult. Yeah, and. Um, I don't, I, I don't want this to become like a massive record scratch because we we are in a very sort of silly, silly mood in this particular moment. But but hearing you say worthless, it, it's difficult not to just pause and reflect for a moment oh, yeah. on, on where we were last week, yeah. and just kind of thinking that you know at this particular point in our lives, in in our you know in our middle age, um, that sense of that sense of not necessarily feeling um, like the the things that we are doing are are valued or, or mm. sustainable or sustaining is something that is actually worthwhile speaking out loud. I don't think it's a record scratch at all. Yeah, I don't. is that like a, a tickle, or is it an itch, or is it a pain? You know, just trying to think about sensation wise where where that is, and I'm not asking you to to answer that question for me now yeah but just i'm i'm hearing you say that and and obviously i'm on the cusp of moving from one institution to another so it's almost as if i'm running ahead of that feeling yeah oh that's interesting isn't it i think this is one of the things this is and this is maybe this is even a deeper i'm also recognizing that we need to circle back to dicks just to be clear but um god (laughs) god forbid (laughs) we we should forget forget that (laughs) um but uh oh this is very tricky to say lee but and maybe we've touched on this before, but it's one of those things about the way in which children give worth to one's life. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I guess what I mean is that 
if if I had children, for example, and all things were in my sort of sense of value at work, and I could say, well, and or in my life, in the sense that, um, you know, what has my life been, or how is my life? Then I go, well, I've got these people, these young people to support and nurture. These are the best things that have happened to me. These are the best things, and that kind of um, that kind of thinking. And I wonder if this is something that needs to be cut out, or what? What when you're, mm, I'm interested in that sound you made. I think I think the noise that I make there is is recognizing that um, there is I think there is more than a small amount of truth um, in that, and I'm not sure that having children gives you purpose. I think having children allows you to forget that you are without purpose. You will be, you know, as redundant as I am now. It's just you're just forestalling that sense of obsolescence. Isn't that word redundant in the context of both the little and the capital R? Isn't it? What a what a word! What a word to yeah. use when you're um, oh yeah, and it, it is it is just a feeling though, isn't it? Because we are none of us are more or less important than anybody else. Oh God, I hate all this conversation, <laughs> and I'm just going to cut it all are out. Are you really? It's just. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. So, um, um, so I don't. We we really did tangent off. Um, that was something about. Yeah, it's it's kind of a conversation about worth, isn't it? I think it is. And that's uh, and you know, and the thing, the the flip side, of course, is that, the, or the curious thing is that I understand that one of the um, pleasures I might say in my life is just making things. Like yeah. just making things. That doesn't have to be and and increasingly labelling them art is I find that absurd and annoying. Even though mostly that's how they would be labelled, how others would choose to label them. And maybe I've chosen and I certainly have in the past, but maybe I'm still in a way framing them in that way. But um they feel that feels very different. That kind of sense of developing craft and ability and skill doing something while you know making something or making things seems to me a world away from that, that sort of feeling of of worthlessness uh, that i discussed at the beginning so there's you know there's it's not that it's all one thing and not the other it's much more i guess like in anything really it's much more mangled and messed up and bits of this and then going back to this and feeling like that and then swooping back you know that kind of I guess to reassure you, it's not um, it's not oppressive the feeling, but just like a sneaky little, like just in the corner of my mind, as we say, as if as if our minds have um, corners. Are you ready for dicks yet? I, I'm always ready for. Um... <laughs> <laughs> By the way, just say for the, those of our um, beautiful and, um, and I'm going to say it, ugly listeners um, uh, <laughs> who have been screaming at their, I don't know, iPod things. Because uh, <laughs> it's 2007. <laughs> no, I meant their things that stick in their ears. What are they called? Headphones. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, anyway, have been screaming. KPI is the acronym. KPI. <laughs> Key performance indicator. Exactly. <laughs> I so love I just, that. I'm just, just not to be confused with the uh, with the KPT. No, K- 
keep a f- knowledge partnership transfer. <laughs> wow. 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 I hate you oh as much my. as you must hate yourself in this moment. Oh, you've no idea how much I hate myself all right now. Um so let's uh let's let's bring back the dicks. Yeah, okay, so I don't know if you have noticed <laughs> that dicks have started to turn up on screens in mainstream fodder a lot more of late. Oh, I have not have noticed. Have you noticed? Okay. So, what, if you what is this mainstream like, fodder that you watch? I mean, like... Oh, well, you mean actual... Uh, you mean not just drawings? I about? mean, like... No, no, no. I mean, I mean, dicks on TV oh, yeah. and dicks in films. So, there's the, um, there's the HBO series um, Euphoria, which was famed for a big dick scene with a... As in a multiple <laughs> dick scene, not as in a large dick scene. Although, I will come back to size. Um... A multiple dick scene in a, in a locker room. There was also Hang on, Euphoria. Um, is that the one um, about the... Zendaya's in it? Mm, doesn't help. Uh, is it about a teenage girl drug addiction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched the first That's series. That's the one. Yeah. So you will know from the first series there is a scene with with multiple penises. Oh, the teenager in me right now is just. I'm just. Uh, I, I, I'm really trying not to laugh too much, lest I sound like an absolute. Well, let's face it, <laughs> dick. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> okay, so. so there's that. There's also uh, these the um, Tommy and Pam or Pam and Tommy the, yeah, um, yeah, the yeah. series that's on. I think it's on Disney Plus in this, which I found really odd. <laughs> I mean, it's on Disney Plus yeah, yeah. here in the UK. See, Tinkerbell has... sort of spraying sprinkle dust at the beginning of the. Yeah, um, that has Tommy. Motley Crue drummer man can't remember his name, no. but it, he's a character. It's kind of about the internet in a way, isn't it? It's about the sort of it is. The it's about the internet. It's about internet. it's about the birth of the of the first viral video of the the Tommy and Pam Muller Anderson sex tape. Yeah, um, and his dick features, I think, quite heavily in the second episode. The um, show title is just uh, you're just you're, you're basically thrusting show titles at me right now. <laughs> There's also there's also um, a couple of um, films. There's one coming out called X by Ty West. Oh yes, I've Ty West that. is a, a really good director who makes you wouldn't probably have seen any of his work because he's a horror film director, um, and he makes films in a in a territory called Mumblegore. Mm, I read about text so, X this morning, but I hadn't. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So so that's week, exploring. Yeah, it does. It's, and it, that's exploring kind of 70s, 80s porn. And there's, a, there's also uh, there's another film. No, maybe it's a TV show that I can't quite remember the name of it. Uh, that's also about the porn industry. Anyway, the point being, there are many, many, many more penises being in displayed. These, uh, yeah, displayed. And there's been quite a lot written about how great this is to suddenly be seeing naked men. Yeah, um, and there was, um, I think, in the uh, one of the things that I read, so probably the Guardian or something like that. There was a, a big write up about um, about the the market for prosthetic penises. Oh, yeah. That people are making prosthetic penises for these shows, and that led to somebody else, and I can't remember who wrote it, and I'm sorry, but I will find it. It will be in the show notes. Who wrote a really interesting sort of rebuttal to the idea of the apparent 
presence of male nudity. Because as this writer said, they're not naked. They're in costume. Because nothing is being exposed. They're wearing prosthetic penises. And, and I think an, the, the kind of the example par excellence would be Sebastian Stan as Tommy Motley Crue, drummer man, um, <laughs> who has... I don't remember his name either. No. Tommy Lee. Well, I, I, I'm, oh, Jesus Christ. You would think I'd remember that, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's right, isn't it? So, yeah, it's like one of my names. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, maybe, anyway, Tommy Lee. Yeah. Um, he he has in the second episode he has an extended conversation with his penis, and the penis talks back to him. So it is a puppet, but it's a puppet that he's wearing. So it's evidently a prosthetic penis. And while absolutely Sebastian Stan is naked except for this prosthesis, we're not seeing Sebastian Stan naked. And what this writer goes on to say is, what it does is it asserts a type of manhood and a type of masculinity and it effectively is doing the same thing as porn which is just showing us penises that are at the upper end of the um of the the spectrum because the majority of people are around about the what the 5.8 inches that's the national average is it really yeah yeah i just love that you know that we see aberrant dicks being, you know. <laughs> oh, we don't we don't position them as aberrant. We don't go gr- gross aberrations <laughs> of you know seven and a half inches plus being thrown at screens. <laughs> anyway, this is amazing. Board now. <laughs> Hey there, midlifers. So, Lee here. It's the day after we recorded the pod. We record on a Saturday, and I usually edit during the Saturday. And then, on a Sunday morning, when I'm walking Jeffrey, I listen back to the episode, just to see how it flows, and to see how things land, once I've uh, stopped messing around with the chopping up bit. So here I am, out with Jeffrey on a beautiful Sunday morning, listening to the episode and I suddenly thought to myself I don't want anybody listening to this who perhaps has a larger penis thinking I find you aberrant I want you to know I am sure I would find your penis beautiful whether it's four and a half inches seven and a half inches ten and a half inches two and a half whatever I just want everybody to love their bodies in whatever size shape or organisation of body you have. Yeah, so I just wanted to (laughs) just jump in here and be very clear with you all. I am not interested in shaming anybody for the flesh they occupy. Much love and enjoy your day.